I return it with knobs on. Checked Jacket has taken his seat. A few others have nodded to him, but nobody sits beside him. Slip-on shoes is ignored by all as he wedges a hobnob between his teeth while his hand rifles in his pocket for something. Or he might be having a little play with himself. He looks the type. He stares out the window, and a nicotine-stained hand rises to flatten the unruly hair. I rather admire his stance. It says, do not speak to me. I can use that. I watch and learn. The fringe hands me a cup of water, a film of grease dancing on the surface. I don't catch fringe's name. I'm not that interested. He wants them to be quiet, so he takes a deep breath while looking high into the rafters, waiting for God to intervene. God doesn't, so the fringe coughs once, twice, and the audience take their seats and settle. He smiles at me, gesturing that I should come and sit beside him. I do, tugging down the sleeves of my black Rohan jumper, curling the cuffs into the palms of my hands. The old guy in the jogging trousers is taking his time about finding a seat. The Fringe introduces himself as Danny, but the audience feast their eyes on me. He runs through what he calls the usual housekeeping points, accompanied with enough scratching to intrigue a dermatologist. He calls me Elvira, which is my name, but I never tell anybody that for obvious reasons. They chorus, Hello, Elvira, like we're at a friggin' pantomime. I do not hear the voice of slip-on shoes, but somehow I know it is raspy and thick with nicotine. Elvira has come today to share her story with us. Her story is challenging. Danny nods in solidarity. We all have these challenges. Elvira is at the start of a long road, a road that everybody in this room has walked. His voice quivers a little. I know that we will support her in any way we can. He sits. The silence goes on. I see the dust motes dancing in the sunshine. Then I focus on their sad, pathetic faces. My name is Elvira. My dad was an Elvis fan. I get called Elvie. There is a mutter of, I knew it was her. The words float up to the rafters to escape through the open window and into the sunshine beyond. My sister Sophie went out for a run on the 5th of April. It was a Thursday. She left at 6pm. I pull my sleeve a little tighter. She never came back. I last 32 minutes, then escape. Elvira has left the building. By quarter to three, I am hiding on the stone steps in Bothwell Street, my back against the railings, deep breathing to calm my nausea. As experiences go, that meeting was up there with tooth extraction and biopsies. After my little speech, they had decided to engage me. The fringe had kicked that off, of course. Do you and your mother have a positive dialogue about Sophie? 
she's never sober long enough. I escaped as fast as I could to the sanctuary of the steps. They put it down to me being upset. I'm trying to sit still, aware of that feeling again. The blood in my veins is turning to ice and the impulse to move is overpowering. Sitting by my car, I debate if I should jog round the city streets to loosen up or just sit here and wait for it to pass. I need to let go of the stress before I go out to Eaglesham and endure the weekly drama of family dinner. Later I will drive up to the tranquility of Argyle. It's strange that I now feel more at peace at work than I do in the house I grew up in. I glance at my watch, calculating how long I can leave it before I need to head home, where Mum will feed us in silence while Rod, her boyfriend, answers her questions for her like a translator for the picture.